0: Party time, mom! Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is a special Wednesday Hump Day edition coming to you with some breaking information, news, and headlines and stuff that uh, you know is going on in the world. And we're bringing it to you here from the Mothership, which is Studio Twenty Two. The Puppet Master Mark is at the helm. Candice, the Queen of the Ethiopians, is sitting over there. Look at her in those glasses. Look at her; she looks so uh, uh, studious. No negative comments, boy. She's 23, all right? You're a child. You're a child. Women only watch this show anyway. You know why? That's it. Hot news, Natalie, sitting over there at Party Foul Pub alongside Party Foul himself. Love y'all. God bless. That's a fantastic shirt. It is. What's it say at the very bottom? What's the? It's almost like a reading chart. Yep. Oh, Chad, Chad Brather. Brather. That is Little fantastic. Little bitty
1: letters. I, you know <laughs> what? Moment. We had
0: the other day. Well, I like to be obscure. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. like calling attention to myself. I don't have a whole lot of vanity. But uh, my face is on a silver you. coin right there. Silver coin. You can get the uh, official currency of the Party Apocalypse uh it's party time mom just go over to uh gmr gold or bullion box and get you one it'll get you 20 percent off of merch like this we sold a bunch of these things yesterday because i was talking about them on the on the podcast monday the unapologetic patriot that's a steve's going to get that tattooed right on his butt right on his inner thigh yeah In shaft go to watch chad.com get all the information Ouch. go get it go get it sexy Chad, what
2: that, that's my favorite hat on you
0: this one i don't it's, like it
2: it's really
0: yeah this think... is blue for those of you who think it's black it's actually blue it's american hat company bam there it is and uh they uh i i wear a lot of the i usually wear the steel the silver gray right the steel gray as they call it and i don't wear the the dark a whole lot i don't know it Leaves well, a bigger good. shadow i'm feeling fat today i'm feeling bloated candace i'm working on it though i'm back on a nutrition plan i'm trying to do stuff and it ain't because it's 2020 that's just another date to me i don't care about new year or anything else you slammed that biscuit down i did i ate a biscuit this morning <laughs> now if my if, if if lance Schilling's watching this i, I, I it was I, 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 I take it out on steve Had chicken
1: and egg and cheese on it so <laughs> it's good
0: up see see that's how see that right there is how i mute myself <laughs> when i go shut the p-
1: up you finished the hash browns before we got out of the parking lot
0: of chick-fil-a i was on the phone i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> you know how I was, yeah, I was talking about i was talking to jesus about my health there we go right there shut up steve but you had a diet coke so oh even better
2: you your balance
0: at, at what point in time did steve start getting an opinion on things <laughs> I mean, at what point in time, where did Steve start believing his own press that he could just give all the information out?
2: I think that's the first sign of the end times. I think I think yeah. it's the
0: first sign of Steve looking for a new job is what I'm thinking. I'm
1: always Golly. looking for a new job. What are you talking
0: about? You, oh, we know. We know. Party Foul, Steve. Another job, not a new job. I'm Part, always Yeah, I know. You're one. always sidelining. That's right. Uh I want to get into this whole deal. Iran decided to uh, flex a little muscle last night. And everybody's talking about that because apparently everybody, everybody on the planet, especially everybody on Twitter, is now a geopolitical expert on Islamic affairs and religion. And they know everything there is to know about Iran and Iraq and Yemen and and Afghanistan and the Saudis and, uh, you know, American politics and what's going on. They know about the difference between cruise missiles and all these kind of different things. They had a plane crash last night. Well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit because I have my theories there. Uh, I'm sure Candace does because she's a conspiracy theorist. But we welcome back into the podcast studio today, my buddy Clint Emerson. Clint Emerson, former Navy SEAL. Can you ever really be a former Navy SEAL?
3: It's either he- former or retired.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Retired. Retired. Yeah. Retired Navy SEAL and uh, not CIA. Not CIA. <laughs> but he's done some weird stuff in his life. You got to get his latest book. It's my it's my latest and most favorite read and that is right kind of crazy if you don't have his book uh th- i'm telling you we, i have i when i read 100 deadly skills when i read that i started thinking like i, I went on a shopping spree i started buying gear <laughs> like i was reading 100 i like uh, picking locks yeah, and and i would just all kind of crazy stuff i started sending you messages clandestine messages about how can i get my hands on this and that
3: yeah, it's got uh yeah, all kinds of good it's got some taboo stuff. I'm sure you're interested in the uh yeah. the the modified butt plug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And exactly. How to dispose of a body? That's exactly yeah, right. I probably- mean, those are really
0: fantastic <laughs> and useful skills cuz you never know if we're going into World War 3. If Iran makes landfall right here bam, if they invade, if there's a there's if, if you're going to want to know how to hide stuff in your butt.
3: That's right. Red Dawn. Red and Dawn. Like,
0: You take that deal right there, this this the modified butt plug and how to take a cigar tube and I don't want to give away the book, but it's amazing. Like I was trying to think, that's a pretty big plug.
3: It's, it, well, you buy the
0: stubbies. You you know. buy,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sometimes a fold-over there's, there's toothbrush. There's a lot of girth on them. Right? It, 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 it might have a
0: lot of girth. <laughs> it was, I was trying to figure out, and, and a lot of the cigars that Steve and I get had come in the glass ones, and I was like, Ooh. no, we need to get the now plastic that, because that's fancy. glass. I'm not it's that the freaky. aluminum
3: ones are the best. You just As soon as <laughs> that Lord. cap kind of passes you, the uh, sphincter, you yeah. got to worry about it kind of cutting, cutting something <laughs> on the edge there. Uh, Lots of good KY, stuff. though. Lots it's good KY. stuff. You
0: got to really gel up. I'd be afraid that I'd get <laughs> in an intense situation. All of a sudden, I just poop out my, I'd poop out my supplies. That's and right. There goes across the room yeah. somewhere. No,
3: no squatting.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> First, you got to decide whether you want it easy going in or easy coming out. Yeah. Depends yeah. which way you want to. Yeah. It's rounded on one end. It's flat on the other. So. Well, That's right. Look.
0: So there's thousands of people who watch this show and listen to this show, and I'm telling you, every one of you right now, before you do anything else, go get clint's book the right kind of crazy because i'm telling you you will never look at clint the same way when you read some of these stories (laughs) you've lived a heck of a life dude i mean everybody has their life and their life stories you've been through a lot
3: though yeah i think every yeah everyone has a story and uh, there's something to gain or learn from all of them but uh i i definitely wanted to share that um If you're not morally or ethically correct, and if your integrity isn't the highest, it's okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of us (laughs) like that. And really that book is like sinner versus saint. It's seal versus husband. It's, there's a lot of uh, underlying themes that I I think a lot of people relate to, especially because most people won't admit to half the shit I admit to in that thing. So
0: that's the funny thing. So I've told some stories, not all. But I've told some stories to – talking about it with one of my boys who has some military aspirations. And I said, just know that the SEALs is not for you because he has this huge sense of justice. Like everything mm. has to be black and white and very – and I said, there, no. yeah, You wouldn't it, – it wouldn't gel with you. And I tell him a couple of stories. He's like, yeah, well, that, I don't understand why you would do that. And I said, exactly. that's You don't have the right kind of crazy.
3: Yeah, it's it's – there's a gray area, at least during my era, where – and I was telling you earlier, we're, we're more of pirates than we are knight in shining armor. And it's all about right. getting the job done. Um, sayings like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know, you can't even say those out loud anymore. But that relates directly to hey do whatever it takes to win against your adversary unfortunately some of us let it bleed over into our personal, personal lives, lives and uh, yeah you end up divorced yeah yeah <laughs> i always i told
0: candace earlier before you came into the studio today i, said, there's so, I, I, I read the, your books and i'm like there's so many questions off the record that i don't want to text you like just i just like let's just yeah. talk with no cameras around and stuff so just trust me get the book right kind of crazy it's out right now uh mark you just said you were up in where lynchburg virginia and you were in a bookstore
1: yeah i saw the book in there and i was like oh yeah looks familiar Sounds it's, like it's
0: in the bookstores you can get it on amazon you can get it i get it on the uh, apple bookstore read everything from there so yeah that's um go get it before we get into this conversation though let's 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 pay some bills happy new hair year to you guys listen I hope by now you have discovered that Keeps hair loss treatment is going to help you. And I say happy new hair because you're well on your way to keeping the hair you've had. So listen up. 66% 66 of men will even experience new hair growth when they use Keeps. That's what we're hearing at least. It's amazing technology because we know that losing your hair sucks. So do something about it. Go to Keeps.com slash loss. Keeps offers the generic versions of the two fda approved hair loss products that are out there but they're generic versions and so they're going to save you a lot of money now you have nothing you have nothing to lose got nothing to wait for with keeps you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch all you got to do go online answer just a few questions snap a few pics of your hair and a licensed doctor is going to review your info recommend the right treatment for you and then it's going to be shipped discreetly right to your home so happy new hair i got the deal for you go to keeps.com slash slash /loss get your first order of keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off and get your order done today. I think they'll even give you a free doctor consult if you go in there right now. Go to keeps.com/loss. Go do it. So, Iran, I, I want to play speaking of gray areas. I want to play a little <laughs> clip for you right here from from the person who could have been the president of the United States. DC go.
1: I want the Iranians to know that if I'm the president, we will attack Iran. Whatever stage of development they might be in their nuclear weapons program in the next 10 years, during which they might foolishly consider launching an attack on Israel, we would be able to totally obliterate them. That's a terrible thing to say, but those people who run Iran need to understand that.
0: Well, there you go. Hillary Rodham Clinton. She could have been your president. And so for those of you on the left who are just literally blowing up the the Internet about how this this assassination, let's just call it what it was, this killing of Soleimani, uh, Qasem Soleimani there in Iraq, uh, this this everybody wants to call him a commander. They want to call him a general. Look, the left can't figure out. If men are supposed to have periods, I don't expect them to be able to dictate whether or not a person is a terrorist or a, quote, general. So I know you folks are confused out there, but the world is a better place without him in it. And now, of course, Iran says we're going to respond. I'm getting all the noodle messages. Look, if you're going to attack me, do it in a language I can read. I don't know Spanish. All right. So you got to come at me with the English. Um, They said they said (laughs) somebody said, Iran, get. Hard revenge to me this morning. I ran get hard revenge, and I was like, Keeps.com is the new sponsor. Get <laughs> Roman is the old sponsor. If you're going to get hard, you're going to need them. But the promo code probably still works. Clint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. On that note. On that note, Clint. Yeah. Let's get hard. Um, do hard. you? I mean, this is a good deal, right? I mean, I did, going in there, we had we had the Secretary of Defense yesterday who did a press conference. And he said, we were not weeks, we were a matter of days before some form of attack. We don't know the, the intelligence that was there, but some form of attack was potentially coming that was planned by Soleimani. Is that just lip service, or and did we go in and do the right thing in this regard, or was it a premature
3: action? Um, I mean, from, from my experience, you know, these guys have been operating against us for decades, but they've just been doing it in a covert manner. Um, that has never been televised or put out there. And any time they have done something and we've caught them, you know, whether it's dropping drones into abcake Saudi Arabia, and trying to disrupt the oil supply chains, whether it's, you know, putting limpet mines on the side of tankers coming out of the Persian Gulf, um, whether it is putting agents inside Yemen to interfere with our operations against AQ. I mean, they have been on our ass for a very long time. And this has been the first time publicly where we've overtly just taken out the guy who's been planning Mm -hmm. all of those types of missions uh, against the United States. And it's always covert uh, because, as we know, Iran's economy cannot support a conventional war, nor would they ever want to get involved with us. They don't have the hardware. They don't have the experience. And they know they would lose. And so they rely solely on the covert side of the house, along like along like a lot of our other adversaries. The Russians run a good covert campaign, um, you know, and, and we know that North Korea and a couple others do the same thing. They just can't afford the big they can't go toe to toe with us. So they do all this other cowardly stuff to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at you mentioned the hardware. And
0: let's break that down a little bit. And I'm not going to talk exact numbers because I don't have them here in front of me. But we can get close.
3: Mm-hmm. When
0: you talk about aircraft character carriers, we got a few hundred. They have zero. When you right. talk about fighters, fighter jets, we have a few thousand. They have a couple of hundred, maybe. Um, this yeah. they're, you, they're severely outnumbered. Yeah, they've got a population of seventy million we've got a population of three hundred and thirty million and when you start taking in how many people we have in military versus them and i and i let me just say i 'll be honest with you I'm not talking about the average I, I, Iranian person that's out there the average person. The citizens the out there, and and I think people forget that this when they take to the streets this death to America stuff. A lot of those people are paid protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are folks who are trained from childhood to say these things, taught in school to do that. Um, it, we tend to think of of the Middle East and and even places the you know places like Persia of being like America. They're not. No, in that, not even in that close. Regard. There's a different kind of mindset, and you. I saw when that plane crashed, the commercial plane crash last night, and you see these Iranian men who are carrying people out in bags, it, and you almost feel a sense of compassion because here's a person who now, all this stuff's going on, but here's just a person who's out there carrying dead bodies off. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like, you know, damn, this is. There's still human beings here who are having to deal with all of this stuff, and sometimes it's it's hard to separate the state of Iran and what you think of them versus the citizen that's on the ground.
3: Am I thinking wrong about that? No, I think you're right. I mean, one on the numbers game, you're right. I've seen their navy; it's equivalent to like two tugboats with a 50 cal like zip tied to the front of the <laughs> uh, to the bow of the boat. I mean, they don't really have a navy. Um, as far as numbers, yeah, they're like 400,000 strong and we have almost 2 million and that's active duty. We've got another million in reserve, you know, um, as far as hardware. Yeah. I mean, we crush, we crush everyone across the planet on technology. So, uh, but yeah, as you fast forward to these events, um, you know, they're brought up in a culture that's very closed off to the rest of the world. So they only know what they know and you can't blame them for that. Um, And they don't allow too much of that, you know, external news, media. They control all that social side. And so and when you talk about protests, there's consequence if you don't show up. You know, that's the other piece of the equation. They know if they're not out on the streets trampling one another, then they're probably going to face some kind of consequence um, for for no showing that day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they're all average people. And all the way up until this, I mean, all you heard about was how Iran's people are tired of the leadership, tired of what's going on inside, especially the younger generation. They're, like, done. And they want a change. Um, And now, all of a sudden, it looks like they're, you know, they're against America and they've teamed up because of this act. But deep down, I think they know. You know, there's the human aspect. Someone in a cage... Um, he eventually realizes that they were born in a cage. Yeah. You know, they, they do yeah, have free will back, and a free mind.
0: And you go back, <clears throat> I mean, it, I tweet it out. Of course, people get pissed when I tweet stuff like this. But again, <laughs> I'm tongue-in-cheek with everything. I'm like, you know, these Persian women are hot when you unwrap them so let's go liberate some ladies some of them some of them (laughs) (laughs) the genetics has kind of gone downhill yeah Yeah, i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean you go back and you see some of these uh some of these girls from back in the 60s and 70s these iranian girls at the beach and i'm like smoke shows if you looked at them natalie what do you think
2: yeah i mean and anyone who isn't these days you can make them pretty
0: oh yeah you shave their backs them up. There's there's a
2: lot you can do over here in the states. That's right. Make, a, did it. make an ugly girl pretty.
3: Yeah.
0: You just unroll that hairy burrito. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah yeah snatch that thing off see people get mad at me people are like oh my god you're making jokes while our people are being attacked i'm like (laughs) we've been being attacked for a long time now
3: so i'm gonna keep making jokes not to mention those were planned misses i think we can all agree on that so my
0: buddy i'm gonna give him a shout out my buddy uh cameron rupp that's uh he was he's professional baseball catchers with the phillies and he's free agent now somebody's got to sign him uh he uh, texted me last night, and he's like, what do you think? And I said, I think we're going to find these were strategic misses. Yeah. They had, they had to flex the muscle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunate thing. Uh, two questions. First of all, do you think it's fair to say, it, can we call what happened with Soleimani an assassination? I know. I know yeah. the government hates using words like that, but for lack of better terms,
3: right? They, yeah. I, I mean, I would label it that. It was two bad guys or several bad guys having a meeting, and they got whacked in the middle of it. Right. So, yeah. So, and Ronald Reagan had had the executive action one two three three three,
0: and people look at that, and it's. It, and if can, as you correct me, you correct me as well, Clint, on this thing. Mm-hmm. But if I'm understanding that right, can't send the CIA in or, or, or official government agencies in to just whack somebody. But but there are unaffiliated yes. folks who can go in. Like, I read a Brad Thor book. I read a Scott, Scott Harveth novel. You know, he's the character in the thing, and that's basically who that guy is. You know, how prevalent are those assets to be able to do stuff like
3: that? Yeah, that executive order is put there so that it shows the world that we follow a certain set of rules and that we're not going to go after executives, right? The executive suite... Um, but if you're a military leader, well, then, you know, you can be targeted. So, you know, would it be defined as an assassination by terms of any executive order? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But because it was a military action against a military person meeting with some bad guys, then it falls under a different realm. And it's kind of funny, you know, the the government tends to mold things to, you know, skirt skirt around certain things on certain operations, right. just so we can get the damn thing done. You know, if you really followed every little law to the T or everything that's written in policy, we'd we'd have a hard time getting anything done overseas. You know. Yeah. But so there are these you know these back doors that allow us to get the job done, um, but at the same time we don't want to take out another leader. Uh, because then that opens up the door for our leaders to be taken out. And that's right. really the big – that's why that executive order is there.
0: And I can – you know, and you talk about it in, in the book where you you talk about when you were dealing with pirates and, and those guys, they make a beeline for Iranian waters. Right. Because if they could get into those waters, you basically couldn't touch them. And that was one of those we're obeying the rules. Right. Now, you're out here in open water. We're going to kick your ass. But once you get in there –
3: yeah. We are turning back. Yeah, that 12 nautical line mark, and it, this was back before 9-11, and there was an embargo against anything coming out of Iraq. And uh, our jobs were to enforce that uh, in the maritime side of the house. So they were smuggling oil and weapons and you name it. And so we would have to board those ships because they were non-compliant. They would turn out all their lights and fly dark. And anybody who's been out in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night, that's yeah. about as dark as it gets. And so... We would see them pop up on radar and then um, basically board those ships without the bridge ever knowing was the goal. You mm. um, said a
0: lot of times those guys would weld themselves into the bridge.
3: Over time, they yeah, because yeah. they knew. They didn't know how we were getting on board because the way we do it, and we just show up in the bridge with, you know, ninja masks on and a Redacted. gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're taking these ships back, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, you, over time – uh, they started learning, like, all right, we got to... They would they would do all kinds of stuff. They'd, they'd put up Constantina wire around the perimeter of the ship so that you mm-hmm. couldn't, like, climb directly over. And uh, sometimes it worked, but most time it doesn't. Um, but, yeah, their biggest move was to hug that interna- inter- international Iranian line, which is 12 nautical miles out from anybody's shore, and then they would just break left, you know, and get inside of it. And if they did, then we'd have to get off the boat, uh, because the Iranian boats would then come and just start finding yeah. a reason to shoot at you, really. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. With that 50 cal. With that one <laughs> little 50 cal, yeah.
0: <laughs> Candace, you got anything you got a, You got any questions over there? I know you chomp at the bits, so I never know. I don't want to get away from this.
2: No, I think that pretty much answered it because it's you can't officially um, call it an assassination, but right. if he just so happens to be there randomly, unbeknownst to the government, quote unquote, and that airport got bombed. You know, there's really nothing you could do about it. But I still find that really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. So that's – and the other question I was going to ask you, I want your thoughts on this. I want everybody's thoughts on this. So that that Boeing 737-800 goes down last night. It's leaving out of Tehran. It's going to Kiev. Uh, close to 200 people on board the things. It's on fire. You can see the video of it. Somebody shoots a video. It's it's, it's on fire. It goes down. It crashes. Uh, some of the Iranians that reported, they went down into their bunkers. They went down in their cellars thinking that the Americans were attacking back. (laughs) And they come out and there's body parts all over the place and there's airplane parts all over the place because they didn't didn't realize what was going on. They just heard it. You think this is uh, air missile defense on Iran's part that takes down their own commercial jetliner? Because they won't release the black box.
3: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they had an equivalent to Patriot missiles that Mm -hmm. were armed and ready just in case. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. right you just you're telling the world that you're going to retaliate and um and it's you happen to be saying you're going to retaliate against you know the country with the biggest stick <laughs> so yeah. i would have all systems armed ready and whatever they're equivalent to patri- patriots basically intercept mm-hmm. inbound rockets or missiles and uh you know, my guess is even ours in Iraq probably took out a bunch of missiles in the sky before they even hit the ground. That
0: would be my guess
3: too, and that's <clears throat> yeah. what I was thinking.
0: You got any thoughts on that? I mean, they don't release the black box, so I'm thinking there's gotta be some kind of a umbrella defense system that's going on there. I mean, first of all, who the hell jumps on a commercial airplane at that time of night and takes <laughs> off out of Tehran and doesn't have the communication, you know, hey, air traffic control, maybe a clue us in right that uh we're about to start throwing 30 missiles i'm just wondering because four of those missiles failed i want to know if obama wants a refund
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's just hope their nuclear power plant doesn't fail well because didn't they have an earthquake too they had an earthquake
0: and then the planes fall out it's really some 10 plagues Inshallah, inshallah
3: that's what they would say inshallah Yeah. yeah god's will and
0: uh, I mean, get Jesse Ventura on the phone. That's what I tweeted a little while ago. You know, because he said that the tsunamis in Japan were all man-made and stuff like that. So maybe I don't know if we got that kind of earthquake technology or not. But oh, I'm there's sure a button there's some- in the Oval Office.
3: Yeah, it's the weather earthquake. button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're really wagging the dog on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i i look at this thing and i know the thought i i also tweeted the other day i said i've just started telling millennials that that world war iii already happened so they'll shut up
3: about it mm-hmm. because they haven't read a history book to know <laughs> that's um, what i say they've been at war with us they've already. been at war for 40 years yeah they're, they're, this is nothing new
0: so i mean they've been technically at war since 732 ad that's right iran has been so you know that that part of the world has been just absolutely a nightmare um Red flag of doom. It, it's horrible, right? <laughs> but for 40 years, I mean, this stuff started basically
3: with the Carter administration going on, and we've just never truly dealt with that. Right. It's always been a thing. It's the first time we just faced them and said, all right, you know what? We're done. We're yeah. going to kill some people, and they're going to get over it. You know, they're already over it, if you think about it. Those yeah. those planned misses was part of the, okay, i got to please my people, but I don't want to hurt them. Right.
0: And we can say we killed 30 people. We know we didn't kill anybody, but Mm -hmm. let's tell our people. And you got to remember now, you say, well, how can they get away with that? All right, first of all, they can't even use credit cards in Iran because of the economic sanctions. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a cash-only system. They can't even run a plastic card over there. So when when I say that, if you don't think they can control the media – and control what's on the internet and all of that. I mean, it's 100% controlled.
3: Yeah, it was 30, 30 people dead and a bunch of helicopters destroyed and some drones destroyed. I mean, yeah. they, they racked up a little list of stuff to make the population feel like, yeah.
0: And what do you think about in terms, you hear people talk about these folks, and when I say these folks, I'm talking about a lot of the, the your Muslim extremists to your terrorists to your Islamic nations that are tend to be rogue, they play the long game. They're not yeah. looking for immediate revenge.
3: No, they uh, they do a good job, I think, being patient. And part of that is the culture. Um, you know, in my experience, I grew up over there from the second grade to high school, living in Saudi, which is probably your most radical Muslim state on the planet.
0: I know it's your favorite place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's your favorite place. <laughs> but
3: um, they, they they tend to, they're okay with waiting, right? Yeah. They live by inshallah which is God's will. If God wants me to show up on time for this meeting today, well, then, you know, well maybe mm-hmm. I'll show up on time. And that applies to their, worth ec- their work ethic and a lot of other stuff. You know, they really let the religion guide their days, their months, their years. So, therefore, they're never really in a rush to do anything, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to revenge. But we've also seen when they take time and they do plan something and they're methodical about it and they fund it properly, then you have a 9-11 happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it was all... You know, there's a lot of Saudi money and Saudis involved in that. But uh, you know, we have a lot of enemies over there, and we choose our friends wisely based on strategy. You know, and uh, keeping Saudi in our in well, we're we're in their back pocket or they're in ours or whichever, But yeah. that's the whole point is because of Iran. I mean, do you do,
0: I mean, let's t- let's call it what it is: this Saudi circle jerk that that exists right mm-hmm. there. And I don't like it. I've never liked it. Um, I don't know what it is i mean i can speculate all day long and some some guests would be pretty hypothetically accurate but mm-hmm. you know trump th- seems to continually appease them and it's this it's a circle jerk yeah but yeah. i don't like it yeah I mean, yeah. And, and and i have people all the time who'll come at me on the internet or whatever and they're like "Well, what about saudi and i'm like well f- them too i mean yeah i mean <laughs> yeah I just did that for <laughs> Candace's purposes right there, so she'd have something to bleep, just but, beep be purposes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you, I mean, what is what is your thought there?
3: Yeah, I think Saudi, um I, what people don't realize is the radical side of Islam that grew in Saudi decades ago, was because of the relationship with the West. So what happens every time a new U.S. president goes to Saudi and walks around with the king? Yeah, um, it irritates the living shit out of the population. Mm -hmm. They don't like the relationship. They don't want any of that influence coming in. They want to keep Mecca as pure as possible. And so what do we do? We televise the relationship and uh, that's what fires them up. You know, it's kind of like this. It's kind of ironic if you think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. We're going and thinking, oh, well, if we've got if we've got Mecca on our side, the rest of the Middle East will, you know, we'll kind of stop acting that way towards the West or maybe they'll like us one day. But the reality is, is that culture and their thought processes, none of us will ever truly understand. I grew up there and I don't understand it. But I know for a fact that any time you put the West on the news networks and its relationship with saudi it doesn't help us it it was bred because of you know the aq came out of hate and discontent for the relationship the royals had with the west Mm -hmm. they don't even like the 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 royal family they're certainly not going to like us they just don't attack them because it's one of them so they attack us instead but they don't like it at all across the board i know that do you think it's possible to get anywhere using conventional warfare in the
0: middle east I mean, you're fighting an ideology. Mm. Do you think it's possible at all to get there?
3: Mm, I think now at 15, 20 years of what we've been, what's been going on, I think it's proven that it can work, but you better have a really good post-war plan, right? Mm. You can't stop, you know, coming and going, coming, you know, every time call it a surge, you know, let's remove troops and then come back. You know, I, I've definitely said it a couple of times. We still occupy Europe to this day Mm -hmm. and, uh, no one likes to hear it that way, but it, we have bases, we have deployments, and we have been occupying Europe since World War II. Uh, one, we we really wanted to rebuild it and bring it back. And if you look at our deficit before Reagan, uh, the, the debt, it anchors all the way back to rebuilding Europe and World War II, a majority of our debt, you know. So since then, we have changed kind of our play on things. We go in, we hit it, and then we leave. But you have to stay for the long haul. And I think that's, you know, that's the plan you have to figure out well ahead of time before you start, you know, putting troops and tanks on the ground. Yeah. And I think we've learned that lesson.
0: I saw somebody the other day that posted a picture. Of the, it was a map of Iran, and then it was showing all – it had little flags that showed where all of the U.S. military bases were in the region surrounding Iran. It says, yeah, but Iran's the aggressors. Like, well, that is that is the post-war, mm-hmm. which we're not in a post-war situation there, but that's kind of the thing. I mean, you, once you do it, I mean, you saw what happened with a regime, quote-unquote regime change after, after killing um, Hussein in yeah. Iraq, and we're still dealing with this nonsense.
3: Right. And, and what's unfortunate, the goal, I think, at any time is— You want the military piece of the equation to be the smallest Mm -hmm. and it's the easiest, and and you want it to be forgotten. The rest of the time, the military is there, they're waving the flag, they're digging wells, they're rebuilding buildings, but unfortunately, none of that gets reported, right? When there's Mm -hmm. nothing going on in Afghanistan or Iraq, which there's plenty of times there's nothing going on, but. Good things. Handing out MREs, cases of water. I mean, you name it. That's what they're doing when they're not defending themselves. They truly are trying to rebuild the nations and allow them to be as democratic as possible, as, as possible as the culture yeah. will allow it. Um, but- of course, it's never seen that way because it's, you know, it's military people and armored up vehicles cruising around doing it. That's a great point. But it takes, you have, the, the goal is, is yeah, you occupy the area. You want your military action. You know, that's where I'm talking about bullets and bombs. You want that to be the smallest piece of the equation. And then the rest of the time is all about rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah. That's the
0: thing. That's a great point. <clears throat> now I want to go find that person and tell them now that they get back on their little meme. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere you see a flag, guess what? Humanitarian aid's taking place.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You want the flag to represent peace and democracy over time, and unfortunately, it never starts that way when you're going into areas owned by dictators. Yeah. And it's easy to forget that they were owned by a dictator at one time. I was part of the initial surge, and people were on the streets in Iraq cheering America, chanting USA, USA, USA as we drove down the roads. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, over time, and when the the economy of the place started to change and the insurgency started picking up out of hate and discontent. Like, well, I was happier before with Saddam because, you know, yeah, he's a dictator. Yeah. He killed a bunch of us, you know, every now and then, and so did yeah. his sons. Um, but for that moment in time, people were pissed, right? Because it's a, their way yeah. of life has changed and embracing change is very difficult.
0: Yeah. And I think everybody gets it at least <clears throat> on the cerebral level or at least on the surface, most of us at this point we have heard it enough times, but you, you can't be reminded enough that this mindset in places like that, and that's where we started this conversation, it's so different from the way we think in the West. Yeah, So different. Uh, what they've been through, what they've experienced, what they've done, the way they approach things, it's so different. And we just think that we're going to go in there, clean house, and it's just people are going to be like, oh, well, now I'm, I'm going to be Western, too.
3: Well, yeah. yeah it's difficult to change that there, yeah. especially. I mean, they're, they're setting their ways, and I think you bring up a good point like cultural awareness um is usually a deficiency of of americans <laughs> you know we're not yeah. good at like understanding other countries cultures their history what they've been through and uh, especially on the dod side of that i mean that's not our job right yeah. anytime people go oh, you speak a bunch of language like i'm never showing up to talk to anybody <laughs> So, no, I don't speak any languages. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not, not there yeah. to go talk. Yeah. No talking's <laughs> going on if, you know, a SEAL team shows up.
0: <laughs> Black Rifle Coffee is one of our sponsors. I'll tell you what. You said if I'm going to drink Army coffee, i got to do it out of a Navy mug. So, there it is. You can get it right there <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. camera. There it is. You can get that. It's 100deadlyskills.com, right? Is that uh, your vi- website? Violentnomad.com. Violentnomad.com yeah, yeah. is right. where you get these. Be the Violent yeah, Nomad. buy it. Violent, <clears throat> right, nomad, outwit, outmove, outlive. Our plan is actually the first one. Out plan, outwit, outmove, outlive. Um, Clint doesn't know it yet, but every year I put together my dream team of like, if the shit goes down, who am I? Who's t- who's on my team? Clint's on the team. Y'all aren't on the team. Y'all aren't on the team. Y'all bring nothing if the shit goes down. Literally nothing.
2: I will make you a peanut butter and jelly.
0: <laughs> you no. Know. I'm going to remember this.
1: No. Next <laughs> week in, uh, where are we going? Everett,
0: Washington? <laughs> I'll remember it when yeah. I pay you for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm talking about dream team. Uh,
1: dream uh, team. Hey, you're not on my dream Now Na- Natalie might be on my dream well, team. Well, you're just making
0: stuff up. You're not yeah. truly preparing for stuff. I'm not. <laughs> I'm talking about if stuff goes down. You're prepping. Stuff goes down.
3: Who's right. on
2: your dream team?
0: Clint Emerson's on the
3: dream team. <laughs> okay. I can tell you that. That's the Red Dawn, right? That's Red exactly, Dawn. That's, um, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: stuff goes down. Like, if it goes down.
2: Could could I just, by default?
0: You don't want like to be on this team, Natalie.
2: Joseph? With the gun range? We'll There's see. One. Okay.
0: We'll see. Just Trust me, I already, know, I already have a list of places to go get the supplies. Okay. <laughs> but Grapevine's a little dry from the house, so I'm making sure that I got a little bit of stuff closer to the house, too. All right. I know some people down in Alvarado, Texas. I promise you, they're not coming down there. That's a no, whole bunch yeah. of booby trapped rednecks. So you got to put a team <laughs> together that's
1: going to go take over, like, one of those the gun range or, or Cabela's, and you go in there and you just take
0: it over. Lock it down. Lock it down. My problem, right. this is what people tend to you forget. Right there. Now you go over there to Texas Gun Experience a time or two and realize how <laughs> fast those uh, fully auto magazines go. Brr, there's $40 and uh, gone. 20 mm-hmm. bucks. And that happened in four seconds. It's a lot of money, yeah. And you're like, oh, God, somebody's got to reload Was this. Was it good for you? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to reload this. It ain't it ain't a John Wick movie. That's right. War is not a job.
1: Every bullet <laughs> like, counts. They've got a guy that, there that all he does is reload magazines
0: all it's crazy. day. Especially, I saw Fridays. I saw a meme the other day about uh, for for these these uh, young kids that think they're getting drafted. They've got a, a new uh, selector switch. that says pew pew pew, and then pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> that's, that's the whole deal. I would keep mine set on pew pew. I want yeah. I want three shot burst. I want three
3: bullet bursts really. I, I don't. I, I don't want to shoot the whole wad. That's the smaller choice. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to keep reloading mags. Nobody no. likes that. Or I mean, picking up brass. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, exactly.
0: And that's the thing. That's the cool thing that they did is they have a trough. They built a trough behind up behind all their ranges. They just rake them in there and it puts mm-hmm. them all. It falls through the hole. That's a pretty cool deal, right there. Texas Gun Experience, Grapevine, Texas, Main Street. Boom. Right there at the airport. Nice. That's you know what they should give me something for that. Oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Natalie. you on the dream team. Jury's still <laughs> out on Steve, but you're on the dream team. Hi, go. Oh, and he high fived her. I
1: know the real truth. There's already a mutiny going on. What's that last picture you sent me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some bar in Florida. <laughs> you're in. <clears throat> That's okay. All right. It's, I, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Candace, any final thoughts?
2: I think we covered it. I liked it.
0: All right, good. I like <laughs> it too. A lot of information you guys to digest over here, Steve, Natalie. Any final thoughts on on Iran? Are we going? No, we're boots not going on the to ground, war. World war III. This is, What should uh, we be afraid of? MREs? Do we need them? Do we need to put in some? Yeah. Uh, you should always have two weeks
1: worth period. The minimum mm-hmm. two weeks of food, yeah. two weeks of water.
0: I think right. if it's this
2: controlled mess, I don't know if their message is a warning or if they're just scared but they feel like they needed to retaliate. Element know, of both, too. I would assume. There's this yeah.
1: uh, one time I hit one of my buddies. He's about 6'4", 280, and I punched him. He said, I'm going to let you have that one. Yeah. And that's what Trump's going to do with this. He's going to say, I'm going to let y'all have that.
0: Well, I go Cause back to— you know, to Lou, It's you a know. win. It it's is. a win there because he took it. out Soleimani, which needed to happen, honestly. And I'll trade a control yeah. miss
2: for Soleimani.
0: <clears throat> and you're going to, you're going to, I mean, you know, you had boats, you had blockades, you had oil fields, you had drones. That, that wasn't a loss of human life. Then all of a sudden you lose a human contractor, American contractor. Trump says, I told you not to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. I told you not to kill anybody, but you did it. Right. So now you got to smoke somebody. That's right. And he went ahead and smoked a big one. Yeah, he did good. <laughs> Good job. I liked it. You like smoking a fat one? I mean a big one. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, Clint, you bring out the best of me, my friend. Yeah.
3: It goes in the gutter.
0: I know. Hey, check him out on Twitter and Instagram and all the good places at one hundred deadly skills and that is one zero zero one hundred deadly skills. Get the book one hundred deadly skills. Also get write kinda crazy and you'll you'll love it. I promise you. You're gonna enjoy it. And have a you're going to have a fun time reading it. It's got incredible illustrations. It, the guy you got to illustrate that did a yep. fantastic job.
3: Tom Mandrake. yeah, he's been drawn for DC and Marvel. I mean, for decades. Yeah, so yeah, he's a he uh, he knows what he's doing. You can send him. I could literally just tell him a story. And then he just puts it together, this work of art. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: It's pretty incredible the stuff that he's done. Because I mean, like the the stories you tell, the narratives you give. There's no way to just throw photos in there, of that. But he I mean he's. He's drawn it in such a way that it's it's yeah. pretty
3: awesome. Yeah, it does put you in the moment with a little bit of that kind of superhero twist. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah. pictures in it. I'm definitely gonna get it.
0: it right. It's pretty um, I, and you'll forget because you're reading the book and you're engrossed in, in the stories of the book, and then all of a sudden you'll turn the page and bam, there's an there's an illustration of it, and you're like, oh, that is badass. Right there, and you just never know when's when one's gonna pop up. So pretty cool stuff. That's the goal. Pretty yeah. cool stuff. Go get the book, Dad Gummet. Go get the book, Clint Emerson, check it out, and uh, go get go get your, uh, I'm going to break these off and smack Steve with them. There you go. They don't quite go on my fat knuckles,
3: but yeah, that's awesome. That's okay. Lay off that's that fun. Chick-fil-A.
0: I got to get the real, blur. I got to get some
3: real brass knuckles. I had some when I was a kid. They're now, you can le- legally carry yeah. them in the state of Texas now. You can st- legally carry them. As of that's like, like that. three months ago.
0: My bench made Infidel <clears throat> that I purchased from Texas Gunnix. Well, DFW, DFW Shooting Sports back when you guys were that. that mm-hmm. People were like, you can't carry that. And I'm like, can in Texas heck yeah mm-hmm. but the crazy thing on that if you stick that up against something and try to like eject the blade is the spring's gonna fail on it they wouldn't let
1: me take my pink knife into bass hall the other night you went
0: and hit it somewhere
1: did i you? did i went and put it on top of the sign right outside the front door <laughs> and if it had been a hundred dollar knife it wouldn't have been there but it was twelve dollar knife it was i can't get rid of it they can't Should have because it. it's pink yeah Pretty. yeah i mean when we got through two hours later it was still up there yeah.
2: matched his dress
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. we go get out of here find us out on tour as steve mentioned going to be in everett washington got a show there on the 18th and then of course we're going to be in rocky mount virginia on the 24th of january then on the 30th the 31st we're in vasalia in bakersfield california on the 1st of february going to be in reno nevada go to watch chad.com the all-new am i crazy comedy tour we're having a blast all over the place Going to have some fun. You never know what's going to come out. And of course, Steve's got the Love Y'all, God Bless, Poke shirts that's on there. If y'all follow very much, you know what the poke means, and everybody needs a little poke in their life. Yep. And you can get the Unapologetic Patriot shirts and a bunch of other stuff. There's- um, there's even Herbert the Deer. Herbert is on the, the silent deer. Look at look at that shot of Mark and Candace. Y'all can see Herbert back over their head. You see him peeking out there over the <laughs> over that Marshall speaker. There's Herbert. He's he's still here. And he has a microphone in the front of his face on the shirt. On the shirt, like he did in the old studio. Yep. When we moved over here, everybody was like, Where the hell is Herbert? Where the hell is Herbert? He's still here. He's just checking things out. He's still got that uh same look on his face as when he got hit by the truck right there. <laughs> there it is and uh, i got a great (laughs) herbert the silent deer studio 22 shirt all kind of stuff watch chad.com check it out go to partyfoundation.com get your party foundation gear and have a good time and a beer for brunch podcast be sure to go to party foundation on youtube and uh and check that out that y'all are having fun doing that having fun
1: we're uh, adding another program not just uh, mine and matt's beer for brunch we're adding a barbecue program once a week that starts today it's our, our
0: wednesday yeah so if y'all get tired of all the politics y'all can do that yeah,
1: there's no politics over there it's just hang out uh, hang i don't
0: know who would get tired of politics i love it I, I do too i, I like love all the both bitching sides of fighting it. fantastic reminds mm-hmm. me of home <laughs> hey we'll check you next time clint's coming back very very quickly stay tuned we're going to talk about how to survive a, a an active shooter scenario you get caught in a situation like that you're in a public place clint's gonna break it down all kinds of stuff I love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.